Hello, everybody, and happy Halloween. For the past two years, we've done some Halloween specials just because we all love Halloween. Some of the things that it lets us do, like wear fun costumes, get a bunch of free candy, express ourselves in new and interesting ways, and visit people. We did Cthulhu, and then we did uh, we did the Alien Chariot of the Gods uh, pre-made when that came out from uh, when it was first announced, like its little starter set adventure. We were kicking around ideas for what to do this year, and then the Alien folks released a Destroyer of Worlds, uh, another like module thing. It's supposed to be kind of kind of a one shot, but if anything, from what we learned when we tried to do Charity of the Gods out of the book, is it's going to take us a little longer than just a, a singular session to complete. So, for the next few weeks, we're going to have our Alien playthrough of the Destroyer of Worlds box to give us a little break from, well, busting our tails for the past three years, specifically in with the editing department. Um, this is going to be unedited. It's going to be slightly post-production just to make sure the sound levels are good and that there's no big spaces and stuff like that. But it's just going to be us sitting down having a good time for Halloween. First episode is right here. You can get the second episode right now on our Patreon if you're a Patreon subscriber. They will be coming out every week for the next few weeks in addition to some of our other content like the fantasy football stuff, the out-of-character stuff, the wrap-up Cthulhu stuff like the epilogues and the uh, campaign-ending cast party. Got to come up with a better name for those. But I just wanted to put this here so you guys know what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. There'll be a bunch of Colonial Marines being just the absolute worst group of people that are supposed to work together ever. Uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. I'm excited to see where it ends, but I'm going to get out of your way and let you guys uh, check it out right now. Greetings and salutations, listener. This is Oz, and I am HR Geiger Counter for tonight for Without a Net's playthrough of Alien Destroyer of Worlds, the new box that just came out. This is going to be our Halloween release because, as everybody knows, Alien should be scary and dark and suspenseful and thrilling. And what better time to post it than Halloween? So, a little bit about the system. It is actually very nice. It's a D6 system that is best used for one-shot games. They're known as, as cinematic games. You can also make a long-term campaign somehow. Uh, we have not yet done that, but there might be something in a couple of years. Who knows? I am here with the rest of the Without a Net crew. Since I am GMing tonight, uh, Jupe is playing Sergeant Mason. Gunnery Sergeant Mason, excuse me. Bamps is playing Private First Class Stanley Zemajewinski. Remember that name, because nobody else will. Cookie is playing Private Nathaniel A.W. Hammer. And Tom is playing... Sergeant Kale Iona. 
I hope I got that right. If you are from the islands and I said that wrong, I apologize. Smack me with the actual spelling later. So the point behind the Destroyer of the World's box is that we are taking a squad of colonial marines from the second movie and perhaps one of the best movies ever made on an exciting romp as they are issued orders to find a squad of AWOL Marines on a backwater backwater icy moon that is hell on Earth, because hell is not hot, it is cold. So, a little bit about where they will be. The system is called Kruger 60. The moon is called Ariarchus. Originally established in 2072, Ariarchus is an icy moon with a troubled colony orbiting the blue-eyed gas giant called Oblivion. The ever-watchful and oppressive eye of Oblivion, an 11,000-kilometer-wide blue storm raging in the gas giant's atmosphere, stares at the moon, unblinking and menacing, reminding its colonists of how small they are in the grand scheme of the universe. Blocked by Oblivion, the colony hardly receives any direct sunlight. Instead, day and night is measured by the gas giant's reflected planet light. On Ariarchus, it is rarely brighter than twilight, and never darker than a moonlit night back on Earth. Ariarchus has been a major exporter of petroleum fuels for nearly a century. When the colony struck oil in the 2070s, a few shrewd colonists convinced the others to invest in shares of the operation. Soon, each colonist owned a piece of Ariarchus. The Whalen Corp crash of 2098 enabled the colonists to collectively buy it outright. They incorporated as the Kruger Oil Corporation and immediately applied for the United Alliance membership. Ariarchus was granted colony status in 2100. So, what happened? Well, the refinery was closed in 2101, and a space elevator was built to pump crude directly toward an oil refinery module in orbit. Colonists rotated workshops between the moonside wells and the topside refinery. Efficiency quadrupled. Ariarchus was a successful colony, something that's almost unheard of in the aliens' cinematic universe. Unfortunately, when the oil wars began, the majority shareholders weren't content enough to make the United Alliance money and started selling their fuel to the Union of Progressive Peoples as well. An act that garnered the attention of federal investigators. And now the United Americas have taken over the colony and installed Star Fort, Nebraska. That is where our colonial marines will be based for these sessions. So the oil wars are in full swing. The colony has more or less died. There used to be 200,000 people in this thriving moon, this hell moon, if you will, and now less than 2,000 remain. Uh, the ever-present specter of war between the Union of Progressive People and the United Americas Alliance has really hit the system hard because they are right on the border between the two star nations. And so, as a result, as of 2180, as I said, barely 2,200 colonists remain. Most of the colony is a ghost town. A little more than half of those are loyalists of the Union of Progressive Peoples, here after named the UPP. And the rest are just desperate to be evacuated. So about 500 colonists are currently at Ariarchus's spaceport, trying to get on the next ship out. 
And as the war rages on and conflict grows closer to Ariarchus Colony, the United Americas has been evacuating all personnel, military and civilian, from the colony until they aren't. So, how's the weather? Like I said, this is an ice ball, so Ariarchus is cold. The old-style Whalen Corp atmospheric processor did its best before it was dismantled to build Fort Nebraska. Temperatures hover in the negative 23 to 0 degrees Celsius range. So you'd be fine if you keep your gloves on, your ears covered, and your park is zipped. Unless a blizzard arrives. Well, with all that being said, I guess we'll get into it. <clears throat> so, you've all heard of the oil wars. Hell, most of you have been on the front line as United Americas, the Three World Empire, and the Union of Progressive Peoples have faced each other down over scarce oil reserves. Too many fronts, not enough grunts, as the saying goes. United America's Allied Command and the Colonial Marines maintain an easy peace as protesters and insurgents cause trouble across the colonies. This is true of the United America's refining and refueling station on the frozen moon Ariargus in the Kruger 60 system, with its oil production and space elevator reaching into orbit from the ground. But the colony is in turmoil and decline. The 2180 Wayland-Yutani census cataloged 200,000 colonists on Ariarchus, and the three years since then, all but 2,000 have abandoned the moon for greener pastures. While the military needs of the USCMC are still being serviced, most of the colony is now little more than a ghost town. One week ago, the Union of Progressive Peoples annexed the nearby 61 Signi system. All communication with the colony there on LV-038 was abruptly lost. In response, Allied Command assembled a fleet to take back 61 Signi using the Fort Nebraska refueling station and the Kruger 60 system as a staging ground. That's where you are. You expected to be passing through Nebraska on your way to war, but each of you Marines were pulled from your companies before they went FTL, leaving you stranded at the fort on the volatile colony moon Ariarchus. One of the largest oil producers in the colonies, Ariarchus, is also a hotbed of insurgency. With the UPP moving in on Kruger 60 next, the United Americas has decided to cut its losses and evacuate the colony. But as of this morning, that evacuation was suspended. All civilian and military transports were grounded, with no explanation given. With the insurgency problem, barely a skeleton crew of military personnel and nearly 2,200 divided colonists stuck moonside, it is only a matter of time before the situation blows up. Now, Major Hatfield from the infamous Sin Eaters unit has summoned you for a special moonside mission. Every Marine has heard of Hatfield, a real soldier who always puts duty first and lost his arm as a result. His remaining left hand is always resting on the brass hilt of his antique U.S. model 1852 Marine sword with its sharkskin grip bound by gilt wire. His hand grips the hilt as he speaks. Okay, listen up. Everything you are about to hear is need to know, and no one else needs to hear it. Understood? As of 0200 hours, a four-man Marine squad went AWOL from this base with classified intelligence. Intelligence that in the wrong hands will mean life or death on the frontier. 
intelligence that simply cannot fall into enemy hands. Command believes the AWOL's plan to make contact with the Moon's insurgents and defect to the UPP. We're looking for Wolgic, Carvalho, Wright, and Reese. Here's their ugly mugs and all the info we have on them. Everything else about them is classified. I want you to find these defectors for me, confirm their identities, as well as the identities of any other fucker they've passed information to, and bring them in. For the duration, you are Charlie Team. I will coordinate from Fort Nebraska. All communication will go through me on a secure channel. We are thin on leads, so start at the spaceport or that dive bar Oblivion. Some asshole there has got to have seen them. Remember, there are insurgents out there, too, so stay alert. I see some looks. I know you've never worked together before, but I cherry-picked your asses because each of you is the best at what you do, so get her done. Oh, and one last thing. Deadly force is deadly force is authorized. Am I clear? I know what you're thinking, and you need to forget that shit. These bastards are not Marines any longer. They are traitors, and they are shit-yourself-dangerous. Your orders are to bring them in alive, if you can. But if they present a clear and present threat, you goddamn shoot, and you shoot to kill. I'll ask again, am I clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oorah. I can't fucking hear you. I said, oorah! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. On the ready line, Marines. Fall in and move out. Move to the ready line. Okay. Uh-huh. So, give me a moment here, and I am now sharing the pictures and general descriptions of our AWOL Marines. You should now see the profiles of Sergeant Wolgic, Lance Corporal Wright, Lance Corporal Reese, and Private First Class Corvallo. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So to give you some additional information, you are four members of a seven-man squad. You are the active por- portion of the squad. You are led by Captain Silva. You have a medic and support technician, Warrant Officer Chaplin, a synthetic. And you have a Reserve Assault Marine Private First Class Dante. Silva has uh, commanded Chaplin and Dante to attend her in the APC, and you four will be running point. Also, next question. Do all of you see your agendas for Act 1? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Stanley looks around the APC. He's... Mid thirties, um, just kind of average. He's the kind of guy that looks like a lifer for whatever that may mean in the military. Uh, he's got his gear and looks up to the other four to see who he's going to have to put up with telling him what to do on the point section. Obviously the captain's in charge, but the captain's staying in the APC to run uh, to run communications to have all the information and everything there to to do, but one of these other three assholes is going to be in his ear all day. And 
looking at the stripes, you'll see that it's going to be Mason. A uh, looks to be a career military uh, person, uh, early 40s, very uh, meticulous, like uniforms, perfect gear is always packed right. Everything is to the letter by the book Marine. I was waiting for the others to introduce yeah. themselves. <laughs> what about your driver, Sergeant Iona? Uh, yeah, the driver right now is taking notes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Good. Uh, Good job, Marine. <laughs> Good job, Marine. Uh, yeah, so the driver of the APC, uh, Kale Iona, he's uh, a, a little... Uh, sorry. He's uh, from Oahu. That's Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's uh, from Hawaii. Um, he doesn't, he tends to, sorry, one sec. Um, yeah, so he's a driver of the APC. He, uh, so we actually don't know each other, right? Very well. That's correct. You barely know. Barely know each other. So you wouldn't know that. Uh, he's the driver. He, uh, he seems to come off a little nervous about being put on a special assignment. Um, but eager to help out. All right, Private Hammer, introduce yourself. Just angry, angry face, you know, uh, sitting back in the corner just watching and just clearly judging all of you. This is fucking bullshit written all over my face. I should not be here. This ragtag bunch of fucking pussies. Finger just itchy near my trigger. All of, Just waiting. Just give me any fucking excuse. Better get on your feet, Marine. You were told to get ready to load out. Locked and loaded, sir. Get your ass here on the line and get ready to move out. Aye, sir. Ready, sir. Well, as everybody's ready, the uh, battered and well-used APC is in front of you. Uh, Captain Silva, a um, another no-nonsense Marine officer, is standing near the door. She has a data pad in her hand. And you can see a tattoo of the infamous Sin Eaters unit on her neck. And she looks up at the squad. Anything you think you're going to need for a loadout, get it requisitioned from ammo and get it in the APC. We'll be moving out in five. With a little smirk on his face, Stanley is like, anything, eh? And he goes over to the, uh, goes over to the quartermaster and just starts asking for things. <laughs> just kind of pushing his luck. Maybe some of the nicer MREs. You know, a little field whiskey, something like that. He almost assuredly gets shot down on everything. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Zimmy gets the vegetarian meal. Uh, the exp- the ex- expiration date says uh, 2085 on it. Although he does get three fresh reloads for his primary weapon, his pulse rifle. I believe that's what he has. 
Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Pulse rifle is the best rifle in the goddamn galaxy. I Wrong. Know the expired rations have the best chewing gum. <laughs> well, that stuff at least doesn't go bad, right? Yeah. I have a M41A with a U1 grenade launcher. How many grenades do I have? Um, you can requisition up to six. I will take six and firebomb ammo. Uh, I believe the firebomb also carries six. Six is that to my sheet. Thank you. I elbow Kale as I'm standing next to him, and he mentioned about the uh, the MREs. I'm pulling a sticker that says vegetarian off. It's like, look, it's the, it's the same shit they serve everybody else. They just slap this sticker on there. There's no meat in any of these. Sorry, who was that to? You. you. Oh. You, because you questioned my, my bubble gum. Ah, uh, yeah, probably. I, uh, actually, I went to one of the factories once where they make it and they do have meat, surprisingly. What, some poor schmuck fall in? <laughs> Uh, no, uh, usually what it says on the can. Yeah, well, let's take your word for that, I guess. Uh, so where are we headed out? To the bar or the other place that has potential leads? I think our, our first course of action would be to head to the bar, see if they can get any leads on them, and I don't know, maybe you can requisition a, a chef since you're not happy with the with the rations they've given us, Private. Oh, shit, that's an idea. And I <laughs> walk over towards the Quartermaster. <laughs> quartermaster closes the cage and walk up. Looks like no chef... Ah, fuck. <laughs> Looks like no chef there, uh... I don't know, what's your what's your rank? Because you don't have it on your tab. Squad Sergeant. Leader Mason. Squad Leader, there you go. Looks like no chef there, uh, Squad Leader. Well, I guess you'll just have to live on the rations that the, the Corps decided is good enough for you. Uh, that's because they don't have to eat it. All right, let's move out and head to this uh, local watering hole. All right. So everybody piles into the uh, APC. As was stated earlier, uh, Captain Silva has already taken command position, which is just behind the driver's and co-driver's seat. Mm-hmm. Also... Go ahead. Sergeant Iona goes into the driver's seat. And his favorite private first class, Stanley Zimmy Jewiski, is your co-driver. <laughs> a uh, a fairly young lady, uh, private first class Dante. She's 33. She's fairly fairly talkative. Uh, she's checking her uh, her loadout on her own pulse rifle. She's got a grenade launcher attached to that as well. And uh, in the rack above her is an M5 RPG launcher. And sitting next to the gunnery sergeant's position is a... Uh, looks like he's 45, but he is very clearly a synthetic. He looks like he's just... Um, He's he's here for the ride. He's got a, a genial expression on his face, and he uh, he just seems happy to be here. He has a sticky pad of false Charlie Chaplin mustaches hanging out of a uniform pocket on his breast. Mason goes and takes her usual seat next to him. Oh, we're ready to go drinking. 
Yeah, looks like we got to find these. Ugh, I don't. Why do they run away? I don't understand. Just, just serve your time in the court and get out. Collect your pension and be done. I don't know. Maybe we should ask the captain. Captain Silva turns in her seat and fixes the co-driver, Private First Class Stanley Zimmy Jewinski, with a level stare. Need to know, Private. And you don't. Captain, I do have one question, though. And, and as much as I hate to kind of disagree with uh, Simajewiski, it was stated that they had sensitive information, but that we could use lethal force. Do we need to retrieve anything? And if so, what are we looking for if we need to bring it back? If they've got anything that carries the intelligence that isn't in their heads, it'll be on a Seeks and data pad. You can try to retrieve it, but I'm just hoping that they're going to come quietly and face the mast. Yes, sir. Everyone loaded in? Get going? Everyone is loaded in. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm assuming the APC's already started, and Iona begins heading towards the bar. All right, so as you can see on the map in front of you, Fort Nebraska is in the center of the Ariarchus colony. And even though it was said it's a star fort, it only has two bastions, which means it's not really a star fort, but I digress. Wow. It has two bastions and two wings. And it's called a star fort because it is a fort in the stars. Oh, not an actual star <laughs> fort. Like in, got it. Okay, that that is correct. I don't got it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, star fort is an actual type of fort uh, that was designed in what 16th century, maybe. I don't know, 16th, 17th century, and it has bastions to do cover fire, like arc, so you can not get people up against the walls. Anyway. I didn't know you were into such ancient, ancient history there, uh, Sergeant. You know, you, you pick up some uh, some hobbies along the way. But, you know, sometimes when you're not at the beach, you figure out other things. <laughs> you are not going to be anywhere close to the beach here. Yeah, so that's why I learned a couple things about star forts. Is this a uh, conversation you go through with every unit you join? You know, like that one guy that's got the joke about a name? Not usually, just trying to uh, make small talk as we head to an objective. He seems pleased with himself being an asshole. But, you know, it's a joke that only he gets. Clearly. Small talk means nothing. Keep your mouth shut. Until we reach our objective. That's good advice, Private. Try following it. Sir, yes, sir. Fantastic. <laughs> we all hate each other already. No, oh, I don't this is hate perfect. Anyone except except Jimmy. <laughs> except one. I was told so. <laughs> That's right. I hate everybody equally. Yeah. I love everyone. I love you too. <laughs> Mason hates him. Or, I'm sorry. Whatever. 
get to be a bitch to each other. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a good private. You are, you are a great private. So do I uh, technically huh? outrank as a private first class? Correct. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> He's got somebody to boss around. Fuck you guys. All right, let's go. <laughs> when it's the only two of you left, you can boss her around. That might happen the way this is going. We're gonna we're gonna find out. <laughs> so we're headed to District South to the Oblivion Bar. Correct. So uh, radiating out from the central fort, the Ariarchus colony sprawls over 16 kilometers, as you can see by this map. It is split into four districts. This settlement is composed of prefab buildings and cargo containers that have been stacked, fitted together, and refinished into living accommodations. Most of these buildings are freestanding structures with streets running between them. As it is a colony, everything looks dirty, industrial, and lived in. Service buildings and corridors have floor grading, running pipes, and exposed machinery, while the medical facility, Marshall Statement, Station, and Bar have soft-paneled plating and white surfaces. Ceilings are three meters high, and all doors open mechanically with an electronic keypad entry. That same aesthetic is followed within the fort. One other thing I should note that all of you Marines will know. Ariarchus is an oil town. As such, there are many above-ground pipelines zigzagging their way through the colony. They are one to two meter diameter pipes that collect the crude oil from the wells and convey it through the colony to the tanks in the fort. Don't shoot them. They'll explode. Even if we're cold? Especially if you're cold. All right. District South heading straight to the Oblivion Bar. So, all right, folks, I have a map for this. Oh, shit. It is extremely fancy. Kind of looks like something more graphic. A little fire, you might say. Oh. I might. <laughs> that's awfully, that's that a snub nose? I mean. <laughs> Dang it, it's a little short. It's a little it's short. A, it's an elephant. <laughs> a little short. Well, I'm, uh, but it's a little short. I, I am so happy that you are Marines and that you are acting like a, I would expect a colonial Marine to act. <laughs> so welcome to the eye of oblivion. The APC pulls up to a two story building. There is garages underneath the ground level. So there is a little, uh, parking area underneath this bar but I don't think your APC is going to fit. A large blue neon winking eye with a red crescent moon at its center marks the entrance of the colony's only open bar. From the outside, you can hear the bass rumbling. Now this is a piece of shit. <laughs> and I get ready to dismount the APC. Mm-hmm. Grab gear and let's go. Are we bringing everything? I don't think it's a good idea to bring those grenade launchers. No, I'm I'm going to bring my grenade launcher. It's it's issued. You're going to bring these, colo these, co these colonial types have seen marines before. They've seen weapons. They're not going to 
wet themselves. Okay. So, so who's going in? Captain Silva looks up from her own seeks and pad. Um, Mason, Iona, Zemajewiski, Hammer, you're on point. Dante, Chaplin, stay here and support. Yell if the shooting starts. And Marines, it had better not fucking start in a bar. Uh, uh, sir, do you think it might be best for the driver to stay with the APC? Sergeant, I said what I said. Yes, sir. Don't be like that. Maybe they got some bubble gum in there. And I get off the APC. Len, um, I just open up my jacket and reach in, grab my dose. You see me just, like, take my syringe to the nose. Let's go, sir. Ready. And load out. Just jump both feet on the pavement, shake the fucking ground around me. Ready. Shake my head. Fist bump, chaplain. I hope we'll be back. I'm sure you'll be fine, but if you need me, you know who to call. Got a phone right here, and I wave my rifle. (laughs) Only fucking pussies call for backup. Fabulous. <laughs> so I guess we, we head in. Um... All right. So I am aware, as HR Geiger Counter, what are you armed with when you come in? I've heard talk of grenade launchers and rifles, but I want to make sure what everybody's got. I, I have my service pistol at my waist. I have my combat knife at my waist. I, I have my M41A with U1 grenade launcher and firebomb ammo. Okay, perfect. In my hand. Full kit, okay. Full kit. Stanley, full kit. Uh, Looking around outside, what do the people around here look like, if there are even any people around? So for a ghost town, the Eye of Oblivion is one of the three most packed places in the colony, the other two being the Spaceport and the Starfort. So these folks, by and large, they are bundled up because it's fucking cold outside. They look like you would expect civilians to look. They are dirty. They are downtrodden. They look tired. They look angry. In the driving around, did I see any other Marines around, or is it just mostly civilians? Yes, you did see other Marines. There are approximately, I believe it was 200 Marines on the surface right now and support staff. Um, you have seen, uh, squads of four to six, uh, occasionally patrolling the city. Um, you do hear, um, the sounds of a heavy tank further to the south near where the, uh, spaceport is. And you will occasionally see a Cheyenne class dropship streak overhead heading either to or from the fort. The Marines that are just going about their daily business, are they... Rockin' full kit, or are they looking more relaxed? They are rockin' full kit. I'll look at the safety on my rifle, make sure that there's no uh, that there's no round in the chamber ready to be fired, and just have it on a <clears throat> and just have it on the sling. I don't need to walk around like some people, just kind of waving it around. All right. 
and Iona's not bringing his M56 because it doesn't have a sling. But he's bringing his service pistol and a knife. All right. Private hammer. Is that like a dig to private hammer? Because I'm always geared out all the way, fully ready all the time. I'm born for this. This is what I'm all about, man. Like We're in a bar with close range that M56 isn't going to be effective at that short range. It's just going to be extra load to drag you down. No, but hopefully with it in your hands, the angry natives won't get uh, angrier or start thinking they could uh, do something against us if they see we have weapons. Yeah, that's what pistols are for. Intimidation. And a giant APC outside that they can hear running. Well, since you want to be the diplomat with no weapon in your hand, I guess you can go talk to the bartender. And my service pistol. See if they've uh, seen the four Marines we're looking for. Hammer and uh, Zimjewiski, stay near the entrance, make sure, you know, watch our backs, and I'll go with the sergeant here up to the bar. All right. So behind you, you see the uh, uh, the auto cannon turret on the uh, APC. Uh, it it spools up and starts to whir as it turns to face the entrance of the building. So at least you have fire support if you guys fuck this up. All right, we have a copy of their pictures on like a data pad or anything or something. I'm sure we do. If not, you have at least a, a general description that you can use. It should be on the sheets that I've shared with everybody. No, he's asking yeah, yeah, but do we have an actual do they have an actual Correct, you do. Okay, good. Alright, so Sergeant Iona or Iona leads the way. Alright. As ordered. When he so, be in the rear. And instead you're not. That's what you get for uh speaking up. Making sense, apparently. God. You know that's not your place. Nice. So, as you step inside, the base rumbles heavily enough you can feel it in your chest. Smoke stings your nostrils, and the alternating crimson and azure strobes burn haloed ghosts on your retinas. Silhouetted dancers sway rhythmically on the bar stage. Like I said, the rest of the colony is a ghost town. But Oblivion is packed with local and migrant revelers celebrating the end of the world. So, as you can see, we have the bar to the south. You have a cloakroom, which I'm guessing you're going to ignore. There are a bunch of tables. The bar itself, as seen on the map, is curved like an S. Like all the tables here, the bar has a lit surface that doubles as a stage. There are nine dancers on that stage, four of which are male. And they are on this stage or dancing privately at some of these tables. This crowd is also very dense, so it will be a little difficult to move through. Where are you going? So it's it's almost it's a dense crowd, almost like bringing large weapons would be difficult. How about right there? Can you make it that far? Sure, Sergeant Iona heads to the closest piece of the bar in that S-curve. All right. His way through. So, shouting, shouting, 
trying over trying to shed over the music. Out of the way, marine business. So as you move through this crowd, people will will turn to see you and then double take, and they uh, they start getting out of the way. You know, they try and, and and shy away. Some of them are trying to slip towards the door. You see a couple hands kind of sweep something off of a table or or a stool and get stuffed into a pocket. Uh, as Iona gets to the edge of the bar, um, is there a bartender he can speak to, or does he have to talk to a dancer? Uh, you can do either. So where you are standing, there is a uh, friendly and attractive albino woman that is dancing at this part of the bar. Currently, the bartender is serving other patrons. Uh, ma'am, can I speak to you? So she turns and she sees you and she gets that, uh, that smiles like, oh, hey, uh, a paying customer and gives it's you business. a wink. We're looking for yeah. some people. I love business. I'm Bobby. What's your name? We're looking for people who may have been here recently. Well, as you can see, honey, there's plenty of people that are around right now. Specific people. He pulls out his data pad. Have you seen... Presses a few buttons. Have you seen any of these people? So you show her a picture, and that smile goes away. She's like, oh. Yeah, those fuckers. They didn't even leave a tip. They were here about uh, 2 o'clock this morning. Do you know who they were talking to or where they went? Uh, I wasn't paying too much attention. I know they were talking to some folks, but yeah, somebody else might have seen it, or I don't know. Do I have money? You're a Marine. You got money. I'm going to slap a big bill on the bar and say anything you overheard or know about them. That uh, that smile comes back. It's like, well... Looks like one of us is at least good with the ladies. Nice. So um, they were here about uh, two o'clock this morning. They um, they met with this uh, this short little guy, get, getting kind of bald. I don't know him. He's not. It's there's a lot of people here, so I don't see him very often. But um, uh, I, I remember because even though it's two in the morning, it was getting a little quiet. They got into an argument, and so oh, um. What's that? About what? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't close enough to hear nothing. But um, I, two of them. Uh, two of them left. Left first. They they just went and headed out the door. And then uh, two other ones. They had more of an argument with this guy and then with each other. And and the last one left. And 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 she was pretty angry too. And then the, the fourth one stayed behind. And he started getting really drunk. But. Um, Figured out he was uh, getting the marshals called on him for drunken disorderly, and so he staggered out. He was the last one, last one gone. A colonist here in this district. Yeah, yeah. Pull another bill out. Do you see anybody in here that would that knows him that has drank with him before? Well, um, she's looking at that bill, and. Uh, she looks over towards the tables, and it's one of those, they they can't see that I'm looking, but I'm looking. 
And over there, there are uh, two colonists, one male, one female. And they're glancing your way. Um, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I don't need to do it because you uh, you paid money to get, t- get tipped off. So you see the woman stand up like surreptitiously like she's going to sidle towards the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But she's heading for the front door. The other guy is watching you. And he's trying to make it look like he's not watching you, but he's watching you. And we have radios, obviously. We can communicate with the other two. So can I radio to um, Hammer and Zemajewski to stop the woman moving towards the door? You absolutely can. Okay. Zemajewski, Hammer, stop the female about to exit. Iona, let's go talk to that guy. And then he'll look at the uh, bartender and uh, push the money toward her and say, thank you for your help. Well, she winks back and smiles. Come back around, doll. All right. With Iona, hopefully doing a better job at the next one. (laughs) I don't usually pay to talk to women. (laughs) It doesn't look like women talk to you unless you do. Maybe do you not talk to a lot of women? It's okay. Not not in this icy icy hellhole. Hopefully we can get you off this planet and to a, a, a rock more to your liking. Now, let's find out what this guy knows. And I'll leave the other two to figure out what they do with that chick. Probably rough her up and break her arm. Who knows? I got one doped up on who knows what. So as you walk up to this guy, the first thing you notice is... He's got the same kind of sniffles that Hammer does. And he's uh, got that that cold, that beat of sweat across the forehead, that cold sweat that you get when you're uh, you're between fixes. And he's a little jittery, and he's kind of leaning back in his chair as as you two roll up on him. Okay, 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 can, 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 I, can I help? Yeah. Have you, um, have you seen, he pulls out his data pad, these four people he barely looks at it. No, I've, I've never, um, never, never, no, Mm-mm. never seen him. Mm-mm. Iona, Iona glances over to Mason and then, <sighs> and then like head motions over to the guy and uh, tries to actually grab his arms to lead him out of the building. Uh, oh, that went sideways. Okay. All right. So you're you're. I want to I want to make sure I have this right. So Sergeant Iona is going for a grab on this suspect. Yeah, we have reason to suspect him, and he's not even looking at the data pad. So yeah. Oh, okay. The other guy. What? We were asking about the other guy. What other guy? The other guy that the four mi- Marines met with. This guy knows that guy, and if we can find out oh, who that guy is, we were going to... I thought it was the guy that knew. I thought it was the How'd guy that met. How'd you make Sergeant? <sighs> he, he does push-ups really good. <laughs> he does push-ups really good. 
No. All right, just... so I won't do that then because I thought it was the guy we were actually looking for who met no. these. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, no, no, it's this is great radio play. I don't know where to go from here. I didn't. I was not thinking at all about who he was. Um, what was the description of that right. guy? Uh, yeah, uh, a balding guy. She gave you a general description. I'm going to give you a minute to think about how you want to handle this. And I'm going to go over to Private First Class Stanley Zimajewski and Private Hammer, who are at the door and have just been instructed by Gunnery Sergeant Mason that a female colonist is heading to the door and you must detain her. And sure enough, the lady, she's kind of hunched in like she's preparing to get cold. There's some peaks of blonde hair underneath a uh, cap that covers her ears is heading straight for the door. And she looks up and she sees you both standing there and you see that kind of that half jump like she knows she's been caught and then she hunches over even more and is heading right for the open entrance. You don't have to tell Private Hammer twice right in the way in front of her, putting my entire imposing body, just building a wall. Stop right there, miss. What? I, I need to go. You need. You, I, I didn't do anything. Stop resisting. And I want to do a grab and throw her against the wall. Oh, wonderful. I love this squad. I'm going to, I'm going to try and de-escalate this via like, when Hammer goes for the grab, I want to grab Hammer's hand and just kind of like, whoa, 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 there, big guy. And as you grab for me, I want to punch you right in the face. Oh my God. You're interfering with orders from my superiors. Well, she's got you there. I mean, that's fine. Go ahead and punch me. I uh, I was trying to do good cop, bad cop, but apparently I'm doing asshole gets punched in the face. Cop. <laughs> All right. So as we are about to do a close combat roll. Zimaji Whiskey, you can declare that you'd like to block. Because otherwise, Private Hammer is going to roll close combat plus strength. And if there are sixes on the table, those are successes. But if you block, it makes it an opposed roll. I don't think that he sees it coming. Okay. I think I think he just takes it on the proverbial chin. All right, so Private Hammer, if you can roll me, and if I check your sheet, and the Attributes and Abilities tab, I see you have a 5 Strength and a 4 in Close Combat. So if you can, for me, roll 9d6. All the way in the lower left, there's a little dice macro button you could click. That's if she activated it. Okay, so I see three sixes. Do you agree? It's gonna hurt. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna sting. Uh, it's a good thing you're wearing armor. 
it's a very good thing you're wearing armor. So, um, Private First Class Zimajewski, can you roll 66 for me, please? Perfect. So what has happened is that Private Hammer has rolled nine dice, gotten three successes. Normally, this would mean that the two extra successes can be used in a stunt for some way. Can knock you down, can do more damage, all sorts of those fun things. Simajewiski is wearing armor, as is the rest of you. That armor is rolled in order to reduce the amount of successes that hit you. You have rolled three successes on six dice, which means that the attack has no effect. So you get smoked in the head, but your armor takes the brunt of it. So you've just been like thrown back into the wall. I feel like my helmet comes off and rolls across the table as she was trying, or as he was trying to punch me in the face. I just look up, rubbing at my lip. There's a little bit of blood. The fuck? Following protocol. So, as you're arguing about this, how how are you doing it? I point past him. There goes your protocol out the fucking door, asshole. Oh, thank you. That's perfect, because that's exactly what's happening. And I push myself Mm -hmm. off the wall and scoop up my helmet and start just fucking power walking out of this place. And I just take off running to do a diving tackle is my goals. That fast. Ah, glorious. Okay. So if you were to check your sheet, what is your mobility and your agility? Do you want both of us or just just hammer? Because hammer's hammer's doing the uh, the the spear. My mobility is one, and my agility is five. Perfect. So if you can roll six dice for me, every roll we do, with a scant exception, will be attribute, which is strength, agility, wits, and empathy, and then uh, a skill, and you add those dice together. So it would be six dice. Mm, I don't think that quite worked. Or did it work? Six dice? Yeah, 66 greater than six. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. It's just the bottom one is the stress one. So she has zero stress. So she rolls zero stress dice? Yes, that's correct, because none of you have stress yet. I mean, you should, but you (laughs) you don't. Uh, So Private Hammer just bolts after this woman who has broken into a run the second she hits the street because these two jarheads are, are getting into a fist fight. And she's just about to round that corner as Private Hammer just barrels into her and takes her down to the street. She looks a little stunned. I just sit up, holding her down. Stay down. Stay down. And reach for my, um, I'm sure I have zip ties. That I can just yes yep you absolutely have zip ties so you're going to uh, you're going to zip tie this woman's hands behind her back absolutely yelling the whole time honey she needs to be still quit moving stop resisting stay down hands down fabulous uh, Stanley this is what you come upon as you round the corner I'll come up and I've just. Uh, I've gone from sling because it keeps banging against me when I run to actually low readying my rifle and looking around to see if there's any gawkers. Roll me observation plus wits. Uh, 
Wits is three. Observation is two. One. So you catch as uh, you're you're looking around. There's a figure in like a cloak, and as your uh, as your gaze moves over that figure, it turns and it uh, starts walking in the other direction. I'll real quick radio to uh, radio to the captain, and I guess just over the the overall comm channel. So I got a gawker out here. I'm gonna go see what he's up to. APC, did you get a picture off that feed? Uh, you hear Chaplin's voice come back. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, pretty pixelated. The uh, the cloak's hiding the face. Stand by. Mute my mic and look down at Hammer manhandling this civilian. You good? You got it out of your system now, asshole? I move closer down the end of the uh, end of the alleyway to see if I can see where that gawker went to. Alright. So, uh, you head down to the end of the alleyway where the gawker went and you, uh, do you turn the tor- corner, glance around the corner? How, how are you doing it? You slice in the pie? Uh, I will stop at the corner for a second, look left and right, and then step out into the alleyway, but I'm not going to leave uh, I'm going to try to not leave Hammer out of my, like, peripheral. Because, I don't know, maybe he's going to beat this woman in the alley for some reason. Go down the alley. Go down the alley. You'll be fine. I'm in the alley. Go down the alley. So you hit you hit that corner, you look both ways, and you peek out. Nobody's there. Poof. Gone. Just do a real quick, uh, a real slow pan so that the camera on my helmet can just get a good surrounding area, so maybe the camera will catch something, or have an idea of a place of interest later on. Alright. And then walk back to whatever the fuck Hammer is doing. I've stood up the woman very, very gently, and begun to march her back to the front door of the bar, where I was told to wait and detain her. Gunnery Sergeant Mason, you have some professional soldiers under your command. I want you to know that. I respect the enthusiasm. I just wish the execution was a little better. Maybe maybe not use the word execution around these guys. Exactly. No, yeah. Just following orders, sir. Just putting words in heads at this point. Oh, my gosh. This is a cluster. This is foobard, guys. We foobarred this already. I, I mean, Chaplin was going to tell Stanley that uh, if he really wanted good cuisine, then he could eat Iona's marker that he was taking notes with. But <laughs> unfortunately, the moment has passed. But Mason, you and Iona are in the bar. You, uh, <laughs> you're staring down this guy. Who's, uh, he's a little jittery like Private Hammer is jittery, and you hear over the tack that a, uh, a, a potential suspect has been, uh, contained, and there is potentially another suspect that is in the wind. Looking at Iona, waiting to see what answers he gets from the man about the man we're looking for. Hey, hey, you know these people on this pad? Are you looking at it? Come on. This guy is leaned back in his chair and 
his hands are uh, on his on his lap, and he's look. He looks at the pad. He looks kind of away. He looks at the pad again. He looks away. I um no 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 I and um I haven't um haven't seen uh haven't seen any any of them no mm-mm, mm-mm, no mm-mm. <sighs> Iona looks over to Mason because this guy's clearly lying or something. And, uh, all right, well, how about, um, there's a guy that, uh, he's been, they've been seen with, and he'll give a short description that was given by the, uh, uh, dancer. It was the dancer, not the bartender. Was it? Okay. Correct. So, I will leave it to you two who is going to roll wits plus observation, but... The result will be for both of you. I'm the one talking, so shouldn't I do it? Sure. Even though I'm garbage at that? I mean, uh, I'm the one observing since you're the one talking, but sure. Because <laughs> I don't have observe observe skill. Mm-hmm. So I just roll wits, right? That's terrible. I have yeah. wits and observation. Yep. But Iona wanted to make the roll, and... That's fine. That's fine. It's like a balding dude in a coat. You know who I'm talking about? And this guy, he just kind of leans back further away from Iona because Iona sounds like he's getting kind of, uh, kind of perturbed and he starts to turn away. And then when he turns back, he's got a pistol in his hand and he's pointing it at you and he's freaking out. And he's like, I, I'm not going with you. I don't know anything. I'm not going with you. I'm not going with you. And then he starts trying to grab for another person in the bar. He's trying to take a hostage. All right. Well, Iona will just charge at him. Yes. We're, we're what? Like nothing. No, I was just gasping at the drama. Okay. Now it's strength plus close combat? That is correct. Strength plus close combat. So it's not exactly his best skills. It's zero successes. So you come at this guy and the sight of a colonial marine bearing down on him, despite not being armed with an M41A pulse rifle, freaks him the fuck out and he shrieks and it's loud enough to draw attention to you as he's scrambling back and you don't quite catch him. And then his arm is around the chest of another colonist. She was kind of dancing. She's mousy. She's got brown hair. And now she's freaking out and screaming because he's got a gun to her temple. And he's alternating between pointing the gun at at her and pointing the gun at you. She's like, "You're gonna let me out of here. You're you're not gonna follow me. You're not gonna touch me. I'm I'm walking out of here, or or she gets it." Hey, 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 dude, just chill. We're asking questions, and you pull out a pistol. I was just going to try and take the pistol away, but look, yeah, just. Iona starts backing away. Just calm down. So this guy, uh, he takes a step forward as you take a step back, and he's he's kind of keeping the hostage between him and you two as he's trying to sidle towards the front door. Mason will step to be in direct line in between him and the door. 
and he spins and he points the gun at Mason. It's like, no, you, you, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna move or, or I'm gonna shoot her. And then you're gonna kill somebody and I'm getting out of here. Look, you can let her go and walk out of here or you can shoot her and when you walk out of here, you'll be gunned down by the APC with the turret on top. By this time, the music has stopped. She's also going to pull out her blister pack that she has and kind of hold it up, see if that interests him. <laughs> he is interested, yes. He's, he he's like, looking at the back. Just let her go. She's got nothing to do with this. Just let her go. Let's see if we can get you calmed down. And she's kind of holding the blister pack out to him. See if we can get you to calm down. Let's just have a seat and go back to our conversation. Okay? Put the gun away. It's all, it's all fine. Okay? She kind of sets it on the table. Okay. Okay. So can you roll me empathy plus manipulation? Don't have manipulation, but I can roll empathy. Add two dice because you are outnumbering him and you have issued a very lovely incentive. So he's looking at the pack. He's looking at Mason. Mason has made some very salient points. He's like, um, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna keep, keep her. I'm going to keep her close, but I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to give up the gun, but I'm going to sit down on the blister pack. You can keep the gun, but you can't keep the girl. Uh, you can keep um, the gun. You can shoot me if you want, but you cannot take that civilian. And I'll start sliding the blister pack toward back toward me. Okay. 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 And he's still got the gun. And he lets her go. And she just fucking bolts. She's gone. She's heading to the front door. Do not tell the others. No shit. <laughs> so she'll kind of push the blister pack toward him. Say, okay, let's get back to our conversation. Sergeant here was asking you about a man who met with some Marines. We just need to know who this man is. That's it. You can tell us who that is. We're going to walk out this door and you're going to have a great night. Roll me one more. Empathy plus manipulation at a plus one now. Ow. And his hand snatches at the blister pack. Saying, no, 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 I can't. I don't. I can't. I don't. I I can't tell you about stoles. I cannot tell you about stoles. I I don't. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I and like his shakes are getting worse. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Stoles is probably, you know, he's probably pretty dangerous to deal with. I understand you don't want to tell us anything. I get it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, I can't. No, I, I don't. I can't. No, I can't tell you about stoles. No, mm, no, no. Nothing hey, about stoles. Mm. How about this? You don't have to tell us about stoles. Just tell us. Just tell us a location that we can find him. Nothing about stoles. Just a location we can find him. I, 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 I um. Um, I, 
I, I, I heard that, um, at, no, I can't tell you. I can't, no, mm, I can't tell you. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That gun's shaking. It's starting to move again. As HR Geiger counter, I feel I would be remiss in not reminding my squad of colonial Marines that about half of this colony has, uh, preferences with the Union of Progressive Peoples, and there is a thriving insurgency on the colony. Well, I, I know, and I figure I'm not too worried I have a name, so I can always probably, I'm sure there are documents we can go through. I'm not too worried about it. I just want to know, do I press or, I'm just thinking, do I press more, do I walk away? I have a name mm -hmm. and a description. I'm sure we could do something with that. I'm sure too. So I I I think I'm okay walking away. I don't need a gunfight to start in this bar, and you know, because then we will be outnumbered. That's just not good. All so, right. And my other two have left the building, so really outnumbered. Because somebody only brought their pistol. The M56 <laughs> would have gotten in the way. It's of a your crowded poor performance bar. of this crowded bar. It's packed. <laughs> All right, let's just head back. I'll just turn it away from this this guy. Let him keep his let him keep the blister pack. All right. So as you turn away, um, and head towards the door, you will uh, see as you step towards the door that a uh, another vehicle with red and blue flashing lights is pulled up, and uh, two men are, are getting out. Because somebody pulled a gun in the bar. Oh, okay. Well, I can tell them who that is. Okay. <laughs> walk out. Uh, we'll walk out, and I'm, I'll approach that vehicle with those uh, men getting out. And uh, older gentleman steps out, and he looks uh, Gunnery Sergeant Mason up and down. Says, "Well, Marine, we got a call that a weapon was pulled in the bar." I'm guessing it wasn't one of yours. Nope. There was a colonist in there. We talked him down, but you might want to go in and arrest him anyway. Tell him exactly what he looks like, where he's sitting, and also throw in. I couldn't tell for sure, but it looks like he has military-grade narcotics, probably illegally obtained. Guy rolls his eyes. Like, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and pick him up. Thank you, uh, Sergeant. What uh, what's your squad doing here with a fully armed and armored APC? Ah, yeah. You know how it is. Bunch of AWOL Marines trying to look for him. Of course, the first place you look is the the bar. AWOL Marines. Uh -huh. Hadn't oh, heard well, anything about that. Nah, nah, we're keeping it on the download. But that reminds me, uh, it looks like they may have uh, have a, a call a Colonist here is a contact named Stoles, portly guy, balding. Do you happen to know him? Stoles. Stoles. Yeah, we picked him up last night for charges of insurgency. He's over at the Marshall Station getting questioned right now. Would you mind if we talk to him? He just looks towards the door, looks back towards the Marines. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't mind one bit as long as you uh, keep some overwatch while we uh, take this gentleman in. It'll take us time to uh, 
get ready and uh, get on the APC. Until then, we are here. If anything goes awry, we will come back in and, and offer support. Excellent. Thank you, uh, Sergeant. Neil offer his, his hand. Oh, shake it. Marshall Himes, nice to meet you. We'll uh, be right back out here in a second. Okay. And now he's going to head on the in. other two. The other two are frog marching a, uh, <laughs> a woman around the corner. She does look familiar as the woman who left, and she's sporting a bit of a purple bruise on her cheek. Not the only one sporting a bruise. True. It is uh, giving Private Stanley's cheek uh, a lot of very needed color. It's got that blush. Next, he needs needs one in the eye. Get that dark eyeliner going. The day is still young. Did she give you? Did she give you two ladies some trouble? No trouble, sir. And Private Hammer's back and shoulders have never been straighter. I stink. I had to shoot out a hammer. No, she didn't give me any trouble, but uh, the meathead did. He rubs at his jaw. Interfering with directives, sir. I didn't see you chasing that other lady that went down the street a minute ago. That wasn't my directives, sir. Email, leaving the bar. Private's also not your directive to assault uh, a superior uh, officer. He's not an officer. He works well, for a living. a superior, period. Private first class, you're he only was, private. You can't assault someone higher than you. Or Inter- lower than you. Interfering with your orders. Well, You were about to start a fight in a bar with a bunch of civilians. Negative. I was never <laughs> in a bar. Best kind of correct. I just, like... <laughs> Put my hands up and just walk into the APC like fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's definitely fucking bullshit. We can agree on that for sure. You can let the lady go. Let her go. We have what we came for. You can let her go. You hear a yell from the back of the APC. So I got punched for nothing? Private Hammer just kind of like grumbles nothing underneath my breath and reaches for my knife and slices a little roughly, but doesn't actually cut her off her zip ties. Oh, what the fuck, she says. And then she glares daggers at Hammer and then again at Mason and she fucking takes off. She's just like. Boom, down the street, she's gone. She's getting the hell away from these Marines. Hmm. Advisable, yeah. Hmm. Right. Head back to the APC and just wait and see what happens with the marshal. Let uh, the cap- Captain Silva know what's transpired, full report, and say we offered support while they made an arrest. Silva's checking the cameras from the, uh, from the Marines. So then you, uh, you let her go? We have the name. We know where the last point of contact. The last person the Marines had a point of contact with is Stoles. Stoles is in custody right now. We just need to go over there and question him and see if he has any lead on them. No reason to keep her. 
Silva kind of tilts her head, thinking about it. She shakes her head. It's like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, we'll be going to the uh, Marshall Station next. And as she finishes that declaration, you uh, glance out to the uh, front door of the bar, and the uh, two marshals are frog-marching a certain gentleman who's looking kind of twitchy, and one of them has a blister pack in his hand, and he's kind of reaching for it, like with the grabby hands, and... Mm -hmm. He's looking pretty forlorn right now, and he's getting stuffed into the in the back of the car. Mason feels satisfied. It's good. It's, it's going to hurt not having that blister pack later, but I feel satisfied now. <laughs> that is that is the way. <laughs> now where? Now where? Now, now we're going to drive you. <laughs> Everybody needs a break. You know what? That's a good idea. We've been going for about an hour and a half. So I will move our map to the Marshall Station because I have one of those too. Very exciting. Extremely exciting. I know. I'm like so fucking prepped for this. People who are listening, this never happens. You you can hear the surprise in their eyes. It's it's incredible. Okay. Whole new level. It absolutely is. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to kill this portion of the recording. We'll call this part one or part one of act one. Mm -hmm. And then uh, let's go ahead and take 10 and we'll be back at uh, 25 past the hour. All right. Which one of us?